Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Sunday morning, Labor Day weekend. We're about halfway through it. But I'm Captain Mickey Eastman producing the Outdoor Show this morning. This is Jace, our sponsors today, the Belleville Meat Market, Boyd's One Stop, and Mainstream Marketing. All right, Galveston right now, 85 down on the island. This morning a little warmer. Southerly winds came through during the afternoon and the night, so... uh Mostly sunny today, a stray shower or thunderstorm is possible with a high of near 90. West-southwest winds will be shifting to south-southeast 10 to 20. And then for tonight, partly cloudy skies. They'll give way to occasional showers overnight, low of 83. South winds 10 to 20. That rain chance tonight about 40%. And rain chance is picking up a little more tomorrow with uh, rain showers early with some sunshine later in the day. With a high of 89, south winds 15 to 25. That rain chance tomorrow is 50% on the island in Galveston. So uh, maybe a better chance in other areas. We'll just see. It's uh, kind of the way it is. Got to be in the right place. Well, anyway, tides for today. These are Galveston Channel tide predictions. We're on four of them. We've already had one. A low at 1.17 a.m. Our next tide is a high at 6.59 a.m. It's a 1.4 and then a low at 1.34 p.m., an 0.4, and then a high at 8.57 p.m. tonight, a 1.6. 6.58 a.m. is sunrise, 7.39 p.m. sunset, and our moon phase, 89%. We're coming off that full moon. Uh, looking at uh, current conditions right now offshore, the buoy out there showing 86 degrees with 87-degree water. South-southwest winds at 16, gusting to 18. And in the Galveston Channel, it's south at 8, gusting to 13, 85 degrees with 89-degree water. Eagle Point, it's 86 with 88-degree water with a south wind at 14 to 16. And pretty much the same at Morgan's Point. So we've got our southerly flow back. And it looks like any of this rain we get, like Louisiana's getting right now, showers will be coming out of the Gulf, moving inland. I sure could use a big fire up around Huntsville or a big rain to put that fire out anyway. All right, well, let's get to the phone lines. Let's go over to the Tri-Bay area and check in with a hammer this morning and see how his weekend's going. 
Glenn, good morning. What is up? Good morning, Captain Mickey. How are you, buddy? Couldn't be better, man. It's all good. Good deal. Good deal. But uh, for a holiday weekend, the traffic was kind of not too bad down here yesterday. Yeah, just staying around the house, we didn't see much traffic anyway, but they had yeah. a few friends over. Uh, brisket came out good. I cooked it for 23 hours. Good and, Lord. Uh, yes, sir. Put it on it, buddy. It was a 14-pound brisket, and it fed a bunch of people, and there's a whole bunch left. I know that much. I'll be eating leftovers for a while. But anyway, we had a few friends and family over, celebrated our 40, 40th anniversary and uh bless melinda's heart for putting up with me for that long and anyway we had a had a real nice day yesterday just uh it was a little warm but we we found enough shade to uh, keep everybody happy and uh my next door neighbor captain brandon came in uh went out he had uh, three guys i think he had three guys on the boat and they uh uh they caught the heck out of redfish they only kept one red they released a couple that were uh 22 to 24 inches and uh and they had five trout uh to go with it so five trout and a red and then they caught and released a couple more reds but uh, uh all in all on live bait popping cork that kind of a thing uh said the action was pretty good so yeah and, uh, anyway i uh i haven't been out there in a, in a, in a bit uh, last time I went out, it was a night trip, and uh, oh, it's just a lot of fun, man. Uh, I had a, I had that buddy of mine, uh, Cap, uh, Mickey, uh, come in from uh, Austin, and uh, he he uh, really really loved going out there and putting the green lights out and stuff. Just uh, a yeah. lots of action, not a uh, not any uh, trophy fish or anything like that, but. He, de- he definitely got him a nice box. So uh, the night fishing is good. Um, the day fishing, from what he said yesterday, they uh, uh, they 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 caught some fish, and they were back at the house. He was home by about twelve thirty. So pretty good, pretty good half a day, I would say. And uh, anyway, our uh, bait camps uh, for twenty four dollars a quart, you can get some live shrimp. And uh, if you wanted some, twenty four dollars a quart. Yes, what was sir. It before like twenty three. Nah, twenty. Yeah, twenty, twenty two, then twenty four, uh, twenty four. Yeah, it's a. Uh, but anyway, they uh, there's plenty of it. Uh, they are big old white shrimp. Uh, I'd, I'd like to have more brownie because they seem to hang on the hook a little bit better. But those white shrimp are really, really good. Oh, this time. This time of the year, for us in this area, live bait is definitely the way to go. Uh, you can go out there and, uh, you, you know, of course, everybody's going to throw their plastics and, and do that sort of thing. But uh, for us, it's kind of like a live bait deal. You want to have some action, put some live bait on the boat. And that's, that's, that's basically our, our, uh, our mainstay is just uh, – uh, <laughs> You know, trying to, the most action that we can have comes from live bait. We we would put in some slow days, man. If it was if we had to go with artificial all the time, I know I like it in the winter time when 
or, or you know, in the fall when the shrimp starts migrating out of here and they get gone, let the let the shrimp get gone and it's on. Uh, it's going to be on, you know, with soft plastics. Uh, I just go into a different season and, and we start doing something else for a while. And, man, it's nice to retire that oxygen bottle and, and all that stuff, you know, and not have to go to the day camps in the morning. But anyway, uh, it's what we do. It's seasonal. Um, I haven't heard anything else going on. Any any good fishermen ports? Anybody wading or catching any monster trout over there in your neighborhood? Uh, no monsters. I hear of a decent trout every once in a while, but most uh, most everything's pretty much the same. You know, whether you're wading or fishing out of the boat, trout are about the same size. A lot of bull reds. A lot of bull reds and a lot of dink trout. Good, yeah. good deal that we got the population of them. Uh, I know one thing. I, I, we catch our share of them, a little, little trout anyway. So I think, uh, I think yeah, it's pretty much coast wide. We got a lot of little fish right now, but they're the ones that are protected. That's why we have a lot of them. Well, I'm not going to get back on the water until I go get my new license because I haven't had a chance to do it yet. Shame on I gotta you. Drive, it's September's I got to drive man. in all the We got to go in all the way to uh, Hobby Airport, man, to that Parks and Wildlife place to get my guide's license. You know, the $200. Oh, the one by that. the dog track down there in mm-hmm. Tech City, Dickinson. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, no, uh, that's what we're going to do gonna, uh, this week. Uh, get all my licenses and everything in order, and uh, and uh, look look forward for another year, another year of uh, awesome fishing, man. It's uh, uh, Matagorda got their limits back, and and uh, things are looking good uh, over in this area. If you're a trophy hunter, you may not want to come over in this area, but uh, I've caught a couple of thirty-inch fish in this area in the in the last you know, 20, 30 years, but, uh, uh, there's not that many of them, uh, not anymore. I mean, I haven't had a fish probably over, of course I would let him go anyway, but I haven't had a fish over 25 inches. And I can't tell you how long, uh, 20, the other night we got those two 23 inches, you know, and those were, that's a solid fish in anybody's book. And in my book, it's a solid fish. Yeah. That's These a three and a half, months. four year old fish. Mm-hmm. They got some shoulders on them, and uh, and uh, it's good to have that that population, man, of the breeders out there. And, uh, more catch and release, or CPR, catch, photo, and release. Uh, practice CPR, and that's what I'm gonna do uh, from now on, unless the customers just have to have the fish, or you know what I mean, take them home a a little a meal or whatever, and that's fine. Uh, but I'm going to try to encourage the catch and release part of it too. Yeah, most of our breeder fish now are, uh, you know, juvenile fish. We just, you can look at the percentages on their, on their counts, and uh, you know, a fish like those two you were talking about nowadays, that's uh, mm-hmm. that's probably about one percent of the trout population, if that, maybe a half a percent. Mm. Mm. The majority, yeah. like forty something percent, are uh, not even uh, keepers yet. So it's uh, we need to just keep working at it and get our That's right. you know, all these different age classes of fish. Because you know the bigger ones do lay more eggs, but uh, right, you got to pretty much protect the biomass 
the majority of your fish to have a sustainable spawn every year, you know, to keep producing. But uh, I'm being positive. We'll get there. It's just going to take time. I've never seen it take this long. But uh, hopefully before I check out and leave this wonderful world we live in, <laughs> we, can, we can have all those age classes of fish and an abundance of them where they're uh, – because, you know, face it, I mean, how many pencils does a man have to catch in his lifetime before he's satisfied? It, uh, That's right. Once you progress as a trout fisherman, you know, big fish are mm-hmm. what makes you tick. I mean, that's what gets you excited is catching right. big fish. I don't have to have numbers. I, You know, I like – if I can go out and catch four or five really quality fish a day, man, I'm in I'm in heaven. I love you it. You can hog heaven right there. That's it, man. You got it. You got it. Uh, I'm yeah, gonna fill the freezer up. I'll go catch crappie or catfish or brim or something. There, you, know, there you go. For table fare. Catch a catch, catch a, uh, a species where you can keep twenty five of them. Huh? <laughs> Used to we could you know catch big big Atlantic croaker, and uh, oh, you know for table like fare. I'm, I long for those days too. Well, if you're coming down in the area. Uh, all the bait camps I seen yesterday uh, were flying flags the flags. Flying. Yeah. Flags are flying. Plenty of live bait in the area. Uh, shouldn't have any problems. Uh, uh, there's four or five different, four or five different bait camps down here, and some of them are on the water. Some of them are on the highway, and uh, they got the white flags flying. So if you're looking for live shrimp, come in this area. Uh, I would highly recommend take you a bucket of it out there with you. And uh, get the day over a little bit quicker. But anyway, like I said yesterday, it was, it was not really bad for a holiday weekend. Uh, normally, there's traffic lined up all the way up and down Blue Water Highway. But uh, that wasn't the case. I mean, uh, maybe they went somewhere else. Maybe they I were mean, in Galveston. Might have, might have went to Matagorda or Galveston, but they wouldn't, uh, wasn't jammed up down here. Now, today might be a different story. Tomorrow might be a different story, but. Anyway, we'll 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 see how it goes. All right, Hammer. We'll throw them out a number. Somebody wants to call you about uh, coming over and fishing with you in that area. Yes, sir. They can always reach me at seven one three two zero eight zero six eight three. Everybody have a fun Sunday, and I will talk to you next week. All right. Be safe. Take care. Glenn. Yes, sir. Buddy. Later, yes, sir. man. All right. That's the Hammer over in the Tri Bay area. It's time for a break. You're listening to the Outdoor Show. We'll be right back. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. 
Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, it's 417 here in the Bayou City. Let's run over to Freeport now, next door to the Hammer, and let's check in with Captain Jeff Naylor this morning and see what he's up to. Good morning, Jeff. How you doing, buddy? What's up, Captain Mickey? How you doing this morning? Oh, man, I couldn't be better. It's all good. That's right. That's right. Well, man, it's been... except for that Astros game again last night. Boy, uh... I tell you. Oh, man. Damn Yankees. <laughs> I tell you, we're so close right here, you know, and uh I guess we got you know, a few games to make it back, but uh I mean next week we gotta we gotta be on our game. I mean we we really gotta well, take the Rangers Rangers uh, out. I just can't believe pinch hitting John Singleton in the ninth inning our last batter for Chaz McCormick. Chaz McCormick's had some big hits and big games this year. I don't yeah. know. I don't get it. Throw the towel yeah. in. <laughs> I was I was not happy. <laughs> I struck out looking. Didn't even swing at it. That's oh, man. all night. I didn't even sleep good after that pitch. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> what are you? Yeah. How's offshore fishing, man? Y'all still going man. through the motions over there? Yeah, 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 man. We are trying to drill down, but it doesn't just didn't seem to work, man. We uh. uh we fished both weekends. It's been kind of tough fishing, to be really honest with you. And, and uh, scattered by decent weather here and there, you know. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. Friday we went out, beautiful going out. And then that east wind kicked up. It felt like 20, 25 miles an hour. Right. At three, oh, my gosh. I mean, you know, it was a terrible hour and a half, two-hour ride in. And, and, oh, uh, boy. Yeah. Yesterday we went out, though. It's kind of interesting. We went out uh, – Exploring, Megan's been wanting to go catch a queen snapper, so I told her I'd go try this this year, and and we go give it a shot. So we went out and uh, hit some hit some rocks and some hills that were in the 450, 500 foot range, more towards the east, towards Galveston, and and uh, mm-hmm. although we didn't get a queen snapper, we got a whole bunch of other stuff, man, and and so that was that was pretty cool. I've never actually uh, caught a blackfin snapper. So we call blackfin snapper and a, a red porgy, um, right? Bunch of bunch of scamps, a lot of groupers, stuff like that, which is really cool. But uh, you know, it, it, as I go along, and, and you know, a lot of these new styles of fish and stuff like that come along. You know, I'm, I'm kind of reluctant to take it on. For instance, the slow pitch jig and stuff. You know, um, in 450 foot of water. I'm just, you know, the thought doesn't go through my head, man, let's just drop a jig and sit there and bob it up off the bottom, you know, all day long. It mm-hmm. sounds like a lot of work, not something I'd be into, you know. And so I I dropped the electrics yesterday. I had a couple electric reels, and, and I was I was catching nothing but red snappers. So we should, you know, my buddy of mine that was with us, he suggested let's do some slow pitch jigging. I'll let him have at it. I mean, and the first fish was was a grouper, and as it turned out, I mean, you know, we ne- we didn't catch maybe a handful of red snapper after that slow pitch jig. Really? Oh. Yeah, it was uh, it was quite amazing. So, uh, yeah, if 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 you're uh, in the area and you know you're in the area, you know, give that slow pitch jig a, a chance. And um, now that's you know, you you know that's deep water. You're dropping it down in. How big a jig is that? What does it weigh? So we were using between 250 or but I would say 200 to 300 gram uh, jigs, slow pitch jigs. 
Now, I mean, a lot, a lot of uh, some of the jigs I use, um, you know, fish for groupers over here during the wintertime are like, uh, I think they call them knife jigs, which they're a little longer, let's say, you know, a foot long and they're a little skinnier, about right. 250 grams, between 200 to 250 grams. And, you know, we use those for, for grouper gags and stuff like that. And it works out really, they, they work really well. Um, the ones that we were using yesterday, though, they were that same weight, but they were a lot shorter, you know, like six inches or so, and had a real big teardrop towards the end with the odd, with the odd, like, curvature shape at the bottom. And uh, essentially, we were just kind of picking it up four or five feet and then letting it kind of flurry down, you know, type deal. And, uh, I mean, they were just smoking it. I mean, it was, it was, they were just getting it. And, it's a, it's a 450 foot is a, that's a long way to reel up. Let me tell you, um, even with the four or five pound fish, I mean, that's, <laughs> it's a workout. There's no question, you know, but, uh, our catch ratio was, was really good. And, and, uh, you know, I kind of tucked it out, made a big box, but anyways, something interesting, something new. I, I, like I said, I wouldn't have ever tried it, but, uh, you know, kind of glad I did now. Yeah. I mean, it looks right now. I'm I'm sitting here on the back porch, man, and it is just flat as it could be. I mean, it's glass out here in the back. Is it? It was a little breezy at my house when I left this morning. It's been, you know, real calm. You know, with a kind of light north or northwest wind every morning, but uh, south yeah. of about fifteen. Yeah. Nice it, showing it, offshore out of Galveston, it's south southwest, sixteen to eighteen. Ooh, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, here inland is just is just flat, no wind at right. all. But uh, you know, I'm sitting here looking at the green lights too in the in the backyard, and and the, for the last couple of weeks, we've had a lot of shrimp in the lights. Man, those those trout are just over there, just going nuts on those Georgia shrimp. On them. Oh man, you know, pretty decent size ones. They look like a couple of weeks ago, I was I was. Uh, getting up, you know, early to go fishing. And I looked out there in the lights. I mean, you could see the trout. And I'm, you know, 100 mm-hmm. yards from the light. So, I mean, if you can see them, there's a bunch of them. Sure. You know, from here. But, uh, but yeah. Yeah, and the ones that are feeding good, they'll stay just out on that edge of darkness and feed on those shrimp. Yeah. Yeah. Sound like popcorn popping on the water. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Going nuts. That's good. Yeah. But, uh, and where are you yeah. at on the river? You on the Brazos? Yeah, yeah, we're up in the old river, so we we live off yeah. the old river, um, you know, up here in, in downtown Freeport, basically, and uh, and we love this area. It's a really cool area, but uh, yeah, you know, I guess uh, to to follow up too. Uh, last week we did a lot of uh, uh, shrimp boat fishing and stuff like that, and it was really, really, really hit or miss. I mean, we struggled pretty hard last weekend. And actually, for that matter, Friday too. Uh, we we hit a lot of shrimp boats out there, and and uh, and didn't come up with much. I mean, one or two that was it. One or two blackfin is what we're chasing. Um, even had big schools of mahi come up and just couldn't get them to eat. They weren't interested. Well, that's aggravating. It, man. Let me tell you, it is it's Boy, tough. That, that hurts. See all those dolphin like that and can't catch them. 
and can't catch a one. And normally, you know, here, here's the thing. You know, you go up there, you find a, a school of dolphin, and, and you catch that one, you bring him up, right? Well, sometimes they just they don't want You know, you can't throw lowers at them or, or, you know, chum them up. They just don't want anything. Mm. Sometimes you back off, you throw a little bucktail jig or something like that and kind of slow troll it around where you think they are. And normally that's the trick, you know, and these guys, they just, they didn't want to do anything. It was, it was very odd. And they were sitting on, on a shrimp boat too, which is even, even more odd. They're normally there cause they're, they're hungry, you know, and uh, right. they just weren't having it. It was zero. You know, Casey was, Casey was out fishing in front of me. He had hit the shrimp, that same shrimp boat right before I did. And, and uh, he backed off, put a little bucktail jig and ended up catching a 44 pound Wahoo. <laughs> so, there you go. That never, worked. You just, you just never know, you know. And uh, but we hit. I bet we hit eight or nine shrimp boats, and there was a bunch of them down south. We went yesterday. Like I said, we went east toward Galveston. Uh, we saw one shrimp boat in the whole day, and and it was. Uh, and he was moving. He wouldn't even stop. So yeah, you know, and that's kind of odd. I think uh, a lot of times those shrimp boats here. You know, in our area, they they park around Stetson Rock. A few of them will park just west of the intersection rigs, and you know the East Point. Basically, about every ten miles down to the weather buoy and, and Sergeant's Matagorda, mm-hmm. and uh, man, they're all piled up down there on the where what would be the weather buoy four two zero one nine off of Sergeant's. There's just tons of them. I mean, there's. I don't know, twenty, twenty-five of them down there. It's, it's a whole, whole lot, and they're all from scattered depth-wise from two hundred forty, two hundred fifty feet all the way in shore to like one ninety, one eighty, and uh, basically anywhere in between. The ones that we were doing a little bit better on the last few weeks are the ones that were a little bit more shallow. You know, with this full moon, you know, I always tell everybody I prefer the afternoon bite. Seems to be a little bit better, and especially since you know. There's so many sharks. I mean, just so many sharks. So hard to get, you know, the three or four that we got hooked, we got one in the boat and probably chomped three of them off right at the boat, you know. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but um, you know, the afternoon bite, I, I tend to like to go back in the afternoon and hit them up after I've done everything else just because, you know, the sharks tend to move on or they'll be deep or, you know, they'll be scattered a lot more than they were first thing in the morning. And, uh, you know, it just didn't pan out. I mean, you know, even even when we went back in the afternoon, we found a couple of them came up, and, and they just didn't want to didn't want to cooperate. So it's a lot of fuel and a lot of uh, a lot of running to, to come up empty-handed like that. But that's okay. Part of the game, man. Yeah, it is. It's uh, you know, and uh, after we come back from this break, I'm gonna talk to you a little bit about kingfish. You know, Sharky and I kind of hit on that yesterday, and he's he just uh, can't believe how slow it is. Yeah, really can't. It is. It's tough fishing. I mean, it. Uh, you know, especially as, as a guide right now, you got amberjack clothes and snapper clothes. Right. And you know, all these other seasons kind of tapering off. Some of these other fish are moving around. I mean, it's tough. It's. Uh, you know, this time of the year, you got to be real good. You bet. You better be <laughs> able to grind on something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, well, let me knock this break out, Jeff. I'll be right back to you, buddy. 
Hang with okay. me. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Well, I need to take a moment to tell everyone about the Belleville Meat Market. If you've never been there, you owe it to yourself to stop by if you're ever up that way. It's real easy to find. It's a short drive from the Sealy exit off I-10 or Hempstead off 290. Go downtown, look for the big white sign. Their, their meat market and processing facility are right next door to one another. And, you know, it won't be long. Both season will open and uh, never forget about the Belleville for all your processing needs. They do the best processing I've found in these parts over the years, 15, 20 years. And um, right now you can get fresh ground beef for three fifty nine a pound. That's every day at the Belleville Meat Market when you buy it in bulk at 10 pounds or more. And check out in their barbecue section. Now they have their homemade hot dogs. They have original or hot dogs with cheddar cheese. And uh, you can actually have, you know, your deer meat and uh, hogs. When you process, you can have the Vinnie dogs or the hog dogs made. That's a family hit year-round. And uh, they're introducing their pre-packed seasoned beef fajitas, seasoned chicken fajitas, and pork pastor. And they'll be closed tomorrow for observance of Labor Day, but they'll resume regular business on Tuesday. So get by the Belleville Meat Market, where meat is our middle name. From the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. 432 here in the Bayou City. All right, Captain Naylor, we are back, buddy. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess to answer your question, you know, about the the kingfish, you know, it, it has been uh, – it kind of picked up there for a little bit, probably about a month ago. And, and Yeah, y'all had a know, little flurry there. I remember that. We do. And, then, you know, they're kind of getting congregated in, in, the, in the, you know, just a few little areas in uh, – you know, and they'll move off and shoot the last week, kind of going back to those same ones, uh, spots, you know, they're just real skittish. There's not very, you know, they're obviously tapering off quite a bit. And, uh, yeah, it's been real weird. Something, you know, something that you count on year after year, this whole year, you just can't count on, you know, and that's, that's kind of tough. You know, I guess it's good and bad. It tends to make you go and try to find other things and try to, you know, spend your time, you know, looking for things that you don't normally look for this time of the year, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, it, it's just one of those, I, I guess it's just, you know, I, I don't know how much you see that in the bays. I mean, do you, do you come across days or, or, you know, certain times of the year when you start, you just got to kind of quit messing with specs or, you know, quit chasing redfish because you just, you know, we never quit chasing them. There. I mean, sometimes we get them. <laughs> so, I mean, that's what we fish for. You know, we don't have all those multi-speed. Well, we do, but, you know, like offshore fishing, that's what's good about it. You've got so many different, you know, species to fish for and can catch them. And, uh, sure. you know, if you're just a trout chaser, you're just, you know, a hard-headed feeble-minded old salt that just, you know, that's all he's done all his life, you know, and catch reds when they get in the way. And, but, uh, you just chase trout and some days chicken, some days feathers used to be, you know, a lot more consistent. You know, you had yeah. a better shot at a big fish every day when you went, but it times have changed. And I've learned to accept that. I don't like it, but it's, it's what it is. And you just, uh, got to go out there and make the most of it. Be sitting at home. Or doing anything else, having to work around the house, I go fishing. 
Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> get bad. out there and enjoy. Bad day fishing is better than anything else you can do. <laughs> Just get, get out and run the boat and look at everything else. And hey, it's uh, that's a fact. It is what it is. Man, sure. But I tell you what, you know, and, and uh, speaking of, you know, if you got kids, take those kids out there, get them, sure. get them fishing outdoors. Period. They're a lot matter. easier to please because they, you know, they don't, they don't know what it used to be like and. You know, like us old timers, we're. It's hard not to live in the past when you did so many unbelievable things, and uh, sure, it uh, you just you got to try to. That's eh, hard to stay positive sometimes, especially when you're having that real bad day when just nothing's working. You know how that works. Oh, that, that even happens oh offshore. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> and that's a giant yeah. aquarium out there, buddy. There's a big. You ain't kidding. <laughs> Millions you ain't of fish kidding. in the gov. Some days you, you go what, out this, there and just go, man, what is the deal? I'm telling you. I mean, it's uh, this year has been a, a real trying year. You know, it's I, me and Megan were reminiscing about the other day, and it's it's just been so – it's been rough just to just beat your lights out. But, I'm telling you, know, you man. I, that's that's just a – you know, when are, when are the offshore guys going to get that perfect year? You know, I remember, you know, I, I had one summer that I fished a lot out there. It was, you know, in the early 90s, it was after the freeze and we lost all our fish inshore and we had to go out there and to fish. And, I mean, it was just stupid. You know, it was calm yeah. every day and just anywhere you wanted to fish, there were just fish everywhere. It's crazy. Yeah. Especially kingfish. Yeah, I, I mean, those, the old smokers took up the slack, you know, you downsize your tackle and, and cast to them that was a lot of fun i mean oh, people bet. enjoyed catching those we released them all day long they were fun to catch i bet yeah it's uh but this and this this summer just not been one of those summers it's just been tough i mean we, you know not not rough enough to cancel so you kind of have to go yeah and i tell you what, that man, in between forecast you know you got uh you gotta go <laughs> I mean, and you know, I've I've had to camp out pretty deep this year. You know, forty, fifty, or fifty, sixty miles probably at minimum. You know, every time, and it's it's there's something to be said about going and getting you know doing a three four hour ride out. You know, because uh -huh. it's so rough, and get out there and then find out the fish don't want to cooperate. You're like, oh man, you already kicked the bucket. I'm selling the rig. As soon as we get back, Megan, yeah, we're dragging up, man. This, is, I'm this done. ain't what it's cut out to be. I'm <laughs> selling the house. I'm selling everything. I'm gone. Uh, it's over, man. Anyway, <laughs> We've man. all said that a million times. Oh, my God. You know, it's been, oh, I had a listener had texted me and said, ask Naylor how far he's got to go out of Freeport before he reaches 400, 450 feet of water. Uh, well, it all depends on which direction you go. Yeah, so that's you, the unique thing about right. Freeport. If you go east towards Galveston, it takes a while. Oh yeah, I want to say you know we kind of went towards the uh, uh, the flower gardens kind of that way yesterday, and I bet you we rode seventy five, eighty miles. Oh, probably more than that. Probably more like eighty five miles before we actually hit any kind of depth like that. Yeah, it was a long way. <laughs> Now, if I turn around and went south, you know, I could be in 450 foot of water and probably, I don't know, 70, 70 miles or so. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, there's a big difference, and you know that that uh, that uh, the ledge kind of curves down back towards the land, you know, about Freeport Way. 
What do they so, call that? Uh, the hundred fathom curve. Yeah, east breaks, hundred fathom curve, that area. Yeah, yeah. and uh, you know, uh, I traditionally, I you know, years ago, I used to fish a lot of that area down south. You know, in that real deep. You know, the east breaks mm-hmm. can be such a productive area because it's right there. It's got a kind of got this ledge. It's more of a curved ledge. And there's some rocks and stuff like that that are right on that ledge. That ledge, and uh, mm-hmm. they're normally very productive. But uh, a lot of the sergeants guys kind of figured out going going that way gives them a good. Uh, it's a little bit of an east run, so I think it's a little better ride in on a on an east wind or southeast winds was been more predominant the last few years, and so they get hit a lot. It uh, hasn't been nearly as productive as it had been in the past, and uh, so I kind of quit going that way. I really don't like running east per se. I mean, I find I find every time I run, you know, real hard east to to go do some of that style of fishing, I'm I'm, I'm end up a hundred miles out there, you know, and I'm not trying to run a hundred miles. I, you know, it just doesn't 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 do me or my fishermen much good to spend that much time running. But uh, but right. yeah, no, um, you know, there's a lot of productive spots out of Freeport. Uh, it's one of the best fisheries, I believe, down on the, on the Texas coast. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I mean, you know, all year long, we'll see a lot of the party boats from Galveston here. And we'll see some party boats from Matagorda over here. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just uh, is all over the place. And um, we have a lot of rock formations and stuff like that that a lot of other folks don't have. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. But uh, still don't make all the fishing that much, you know, easy and uh as easy as it has been in the past you know you, you you talked about that a second ago about how how good it was in the past you're right i mean you know i feel like six seven years ago uh, you know the fish has jumped in the boat you know we've stopped to catch bait and i look over there and my, and my customers had a sabiki rig loaded up with mahi on it and you're like what just happened what what happened <laughs> what just <laughs> happened here <laughs> what the heck whatever yeah put it in the boat man i mean shit let's roll with it you know yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and now it's slowed down quite a bit you know there's a lot more boats on the water though let me tell you i mean you know either way out there in the deep water where you just don't see that many boats i mean they're just piled so you know they get a lot of pressure. I mean, you get put a lot of pressure on fish. You know they start moving around. They'll they'll scatter. Mm-hmm. You know and that's where you got to come back with your skills of fishing, and you know you got to spend half your time going to rocks, you know, and half the time exploring. You got to sit there and just go find them, you know. And sometimes you you don't find them for a couple of weeks, and that's tough, you know. But it is what it is. But uh, yeah, you know, coming up this. Uh, next weekend, we got the, the SOD trip or the SOD banquets over there at the Dow Academic Center in Lake Jackson. And uh, so, what out is and that? about. So, that's the Southern Outdoor Dreams, the, the organization that we uh, take the veterans out with and then have the kids, the uh, disabled kids and stuff like that, that they take out on hunting and fishing adventures. Uh, really, really awesome organization super awesome organization they got uh like i said they had their banquet on saturday the 7th and uh you know they it, it's a really nice banquet too on top of it all they have a lot of sponsors really cool stuff good speakers one thing that's really unique that we really like about uh 
Southern Outdoor Dreams, when I take the kids out, you know, it's just like hunting or fishing. Um, they always, this is, this is actually the, uh, uh, hall of fame banquet is what they call it. So they, they'll bring each kid up that went the year previous and they have the, you know, the, the head, the stuffed head or, or whatever fish or whatever. And they award it to them, you know, oh, they get like an award for that. Up. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so it's really neat and uh, a lot of really, really, really cool folks there. Um, so you got nothing else to do and you're out and about, go check those guys out on Saturday. We'll be there. Um, kind of look forward to it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I believe, and I don't know what the exact time is. I'll, 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 I'll tell you what, I'm going to post that on the, on the morning sickos page, okay. uh, sometime this afternoon so that you can check it out. But yeah, man, uh, we've got, we, Personally, we have a we're, we're dwindling down on our trips here, which is plenty fine by me. I'm uh, I'm burnt. I'm toast. I'm weak. You know, <laughs> I need <laughs> I need some sleep. So uh, we're kind of dwindling down on our trips here. We got uh, a few more trips that are dotted towards the end of September, but after that, man, I think we're gonna lay off of it for a little while. And uh, I don't know, man. I pick it back up in wintertime and see what happens, you know. We got to do some maintenance on the boat and stuff like that, as we do every year. Big shout-out while I'm talking about it to, to Fernando from FCJ. If you guys need any kind of motor work or boat work or anything, you need to go check that guy out. Good friend of mine, really awesome. We had a – last weekend we had a, a one of our high-pressure fuel pumps went out. Very rare. First time it's happened in five years, but it happened, so – um, we, of course, were dead in the water. I pulled the boat out. Fernando drove at nine o'clock at night and brought me that pump, put it in for me and Dang. turned around and drove home. Now, who does that? You know, nobody. who does that? Nobody, nobody, nobody on the face of the planet. That guy did though. And it was amazing. Guys back in the water and we got to go fishing. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's the kind of guy this guy is. Fernando, you're awesome, and uh, really appreciate it. FCJ over there in Seabrook. That's your guys. My, still my dealer on. of choice. That's who I've been it, using for years now. I mean, that, that when I made the switch over to, you know, the Honda engines, man. Yeah. They're, they're fantastic. Really nice got, people. You know, they're good to work with. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he's, you know, they're always trying to, to make sure that, you, you know, your experience is you know, good in terms of, of what you're getting for the price and everything else. I mean, you know, he's always been really, really uh, um, open with me about what I'm getting, what I need and what I should or can have or want, you know. So, uh, of course, they got a lot of – I didn't realize, you know, he, he spent a lot – He I guess his beginning of his career was in the uh, race boats, right? Yeah, he was, I mean, he, he was a uh, boat racer. I mean, he was into it big time. Yeah, he was telling me about the the some of the boat races that he did that uh, basically, you know, a couple hundred miles on the coast of Brazil and stuff oh, like yeah. that. You know, that's amazing. I remember when I first started, uh, you know, using the FCJ. I remember for about a year, Fernando wore a neck brace because he was having had neck surgery and all that. From well, that'll tell you, huh. ocean racing, racing boats, man. 
Wow. Yeah, that's got to be. I mean, that's got to be brutal. I mean, it is brutal. <laughs> I mean, look what we're doing. We're not even racing. Just look at all the yeah. rough boat rides we've had over the years. Come on, man. Boy, it's, you uh, ain't kidding. I'm you lucky are to, not kidding. to not be cut on yet. You know, my back yeah. or neck or anything like that. I mean, that's just uh, a lot of wear and tear and a lot of a lot of miles traveled on the water. It's not yeah, a lot you got to the car, man. Oh, no, no. You know, it don't matter. You know, I, every, every year, too, I sit there and I, you know, I keep thinking, man, I just get a bigger boat. You know, it'll it'll taper down a little bit. It's not nah, such a rough ride. That's a lie. It is, you especially know. what you do offshore. I mean, Man, the Gulf of Mexico is cruel. It can be sure so, just so sweet and just like harmless looking, but buddy, it gets angry quick. You ain't kidding. You're not kidding. <laughs> angry water Friday. in the Gulf of Mexico, buddy. Uh. Well, I tell you, Friday was a prime example of that too. I mean, it was beautiful, slick, great going, going out, out, bad coming in. Whoo, buddy! That two I mean, hours. Most of the rides I always took it was it was. It was brutal going out and then just, oh, ice cream coming in. Yeah. Well, that's the way so, you prefer it, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah that, it's better that way because you're all fresh in the mornings and you can take that beating to some yeah. extent going out. But uh, coming in, taking a beating after you're worn out and been catching fish all day and fishing in the hot sun, boy, that, uh, boy, that makes for a, well, <laughs> miserable night. That's a fact. It's a long, long day. And knowing long, you got to do it again the next morning, you got to get you some kind of sleep. I mean, you got to have oh, rest. Got to have it man. to function properly. You're right. You're absolutely right. You know, and it's always, uh, you know, in this game, as as you well know, I mean, it's uh, every day could be your last day. You just never know. I mean, and and uh, so you grind it out because, yes. I mean, heck. I, Lower units, two or three, you know, power head, this and that. I mean, electronics go out. I just replaced the steering. You know, it just, all the work that you've done, just bloof, in the blink of an eye, it's gone, you know. And, and you know. So well, how you, are you, you liking you your boat this year after you did all that work to it and all the new floor and gas tanks and all that? All that turned out good, huh? It did. It did. It turned out really good. I'm glad I did it. There was, uh, you know, and it just, it never stopped. I mean, you know. Like I said, I put it all back together, beautiful, went out and ran it, been running for a couple of months, and now the steering went out, you know. So yeah. it, that's another 5000 bucks. I mean, it just – it never stops, you know, ultimately on the on the maintenance side of things. But uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm super glad that I did it. There's no question about that I have a better boat because of it. Um, you know, the ride didn't change per se, but I certainly like the – I love the looks of it. I feel way more confident going out. Not that I, not that I had a bunch, you know, wasn't confident going out previously, but man, I mean, you just don't even think about it. You just hit the throttles and you go and you know, you're going to come back, you know, without, with minimal problems. Um, but buddy, I tell you, Mickey, that, that almost killed me. And, uh, probably the reason why I'm even more tired right now than I was, you know, this time last year, uh, Man, we worked to the very day that we took off, you know, June first, and right. and man, there was a lot of sleepless nights doing all that, and uh, then we rolled right into the season, and it's just been a butt whooper. So, I mean, bad timing, you know, just bad timing doing it all, but uh, 
certainly glad I did. Did some really cool things. Uh, I, I ended up putting that uh, hard top on, a fiberglass hard top. Or previously, it was just a canvas, you know. Yeah. I made a real thin one. We was real concerned with it that it wouldn't hold up, but man, it held up super well. And I tell you, that canvas, you know, my T top is like seven foot wide by ten foot long. I mean, it's big, big old T top. Mm-hmm. And you know, they just don't make canvas that material that big, so you always got a right. seam in the middle. Well, the thing that gives out on those canvases is the uh, is the threads, you know. So where they make that seam, that thread eventually it starts wearing out. It'll start opening those seams and you'll get leaks you know and stuff like that and i'd get up there and sew it all back together from time to time and all that you know i don't have to do that i don't get to find the leak when i'm out there getting pounded on and and whoosh here comes this dump of water on me I'm, you know so yeah there was a lot of a lot of cool things that i did or happy that i did anyways um but yeah i mean you know, all is well. I'm not. Uh, I'm not complaining. It uh, certainly. It looks beautiful. Get a lot of compliments. This year, we've. Uh, I've got two or three people offering me cash for it. I tell you what, rise like Friday. I come back in thinking, don't call that it. guy. Don't, don't do it. it. <laughs> do it. Do? Don't call that guy. You know, I mean, I'm stuck. It's just, uh, it's a, it's a weird time too because you, you know, you go and hawk the boat. You know, even if you get some good money for it, well, you gotta get another one. I mean, yeah, you know, I, can't I mean, then you're really in the hole. Yeah, I mean, I mean what if you end up paying you know, double? All a boat for is, is a big old hole in the water. You just pour money into, man. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, you can send the kids out there at the dock right next to the boat with a pile full of wines and tell them just start kicking them in the water because that's. That's basically what it is. I mean, it. you know, put them in a bucket nonstop. full of water and just pour it in there, buddy. <laughs> it, uh, uh, because you know, I've I've had a boat since I was probably well. I had uh, some flat bottoms when I was like twelve and fourteen years old, but I've a real boat, a fiberglass boat, and all that since I was probably sixteen years old. And yeah. if I had all that money back. I'd be on a, I'd be a cheeseburger in paradise, like Jimmy Buffett says. You know, I'd be living the dream. Well, you ain't getting a ton of money. I mean, you you have seen the boats kind of come up and and boat manufacturers and everything else. I mean, what was your favorite boat of all times? I mean, and I'm not, you know, sponsorship to say uh, whatever. That that's a real easy one. Probably the best and my favorite boat I've ever had that I ran for years was at my twenty five Hydrosport. That's back when Hydrosport made a real boat, man. I mean, not to yeah. say they don't anymore, but I mean for what I was doing with you know, it had a twenty two degree dead rise in it, it rode like a knife. I mean it just it ate up anything Galveston Bay can hand you. Anything. If I wanted to leave Thompson's fishing camp and Run, run to the jetties. <laughs> Never even think twice about it, as long as the wind was under fifty. <laughs> sure, you know, it, uh, never looked back. I had the performance, wow. the speed, you know, everything, comfort. Wow. And uh, if I wanted to go offshore, and it was great offshore boat for a short boat, you know, just run to the hill bank or something like that, and go king fishing, snapper fishing, all that. It was just tarpon fishing. Great rig, man. Yeah, 
Well, the guy that uh, bought it uh, in North Carolina, he's still fishing out of it. And that boat was a oh, wow. year to buy that boat. It was in the late 80s. It was uh, one of the last Kevlar's they built in the 2500cc. Yeah. Awesome. How, how long did you have that rig? I mean. I don't know. I had it about 10 years, I guess. 10 oh, or 12. Wow. I ran a That's... couple of engines on it, you know, twins. And it was, yeah. uh, it was a beast. It was a beast. Wow. You, you know, I could wade fish out of it, you know, just fish any way I like. I didn't back yeah. down from anything. It's probably what saved my body a lot, too. I wasn't sure. getting beat up like a lot of my friends were. Sure. They were taking some sure. big-time butt whoopings. Well, I tell you, I mean, and, you know, and, and that's, you know, the boat has a lot to do with it, but also how you drive it, too. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. I, I see guys, man, cruising past me in three- and four-footers just right on top. I could just see them freaking motors. I mean, basically staying out in the air more than they're in the water. Thinking, props, man. man. Yeah, and that's, that's all macho <laughs> stuff. That's, you know. Yeah. That, that's like, not... like Fernando ocean racers <laughs> yeah. hey sweater back and just just cruise man all right yeah. naylor well hey buddy i always enjoy talking to you and i don't what was up with casey and uh and yeah uh, monty this morning monty monty's out monty's on family vacation he's at uh yogi bear park and and casey is uh yogi bear. <laughs> yogi, yogi bear all right i think i Casey's about to spend a bunch of time down south uh, at the ranch doing some dove hunting and some deer hunting and stuff like that. So he'll have some uh, some good insight here in the next week or two. I believe he's going to be back next week. Monty will definitely be back. So All right, buddy. Well, hey, you have a good one. Somebody wants to call you, give them some info. Yeah, give it a shot at any time at 979-417-1013 or go to our website at stsladventures.com. Like I said, we're kind of slowing down a bit this year, but, uh, hey, there might be some days still left on there that you can go and give us a holler. You got it, brother. Jeff, have a good one. Always a pleasure talking to you. I'll talk to you next week. All right. Appreciate it, Mickey. All right, later. All right, it's time for our top of the hour break. You're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll be right back. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.